Hey Rip City, this is Anthony Simons, and it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Hodel. Greetings, Blizzard fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 68 of The Briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and the Trailblazers have returned from yet another seven-day, four-game trip, a rather successful trip for the Trailblazers, going 2-2, two and two, returning home, and finally having a stretch of playing a lot of home games. Trailblazers only have three road games throughout the month of December, giving them an opportunity during this holiday season to start putting together some wins, start putting together some health, and they are getting healthier. Anthony Simons, after practice today, heard that he did practice, and it sounds like he is very much nearing a return. Obviously, Ant played the first game of the season versus the Clippers, has been out since with that thumb injury, underwent surgery, has undergone rehab. It sounds like he's very much nearing a return, which is great news, particularly with so many home games on the schedule. We'll talk about Ant's return, we'll talk about the road trip, and we'll hear from Jabari Walker on this edition of The Briefcase. As I mentioned, the Trailblazers is returning home on Saturday from a 2-2 two two road trip. Really could have been a 4-0 road trip. They ended up losing the game, as you well know, to Damian Lillard and the Bucks in Milwaukee in a game where they led by 26 points. If all things be equal, I think Portland gets that game, but when you're going up against MVPs, when you're going up against All-Stars, sometimes all things aren't equal, so they dropped that game, won their next two games versus the Pacers and the Cavaliers, flew to Utah, had a heck of a time getting into Utah, by the way. No one really talked about it, but the team actually didn't get to Utah after the Cleveland game until about four o'clock in the morning. Not a great way to go into your next game, the last game of a road trip. Portland, once again, looks a bit more bunned in the first half of that game versus the Utah Jazz. Very much looked like a team that was ready to go home. And I got to tell you, folks, they've been on the road a lot lately. I wasn't on this trip, but I know exactly how it feels at the end of a trip, particularly when you've had some travel issues. You're at the end of a trip. You're thinking to yourselves, man, if nothing else, we at least get to go home. And sometimes it's a little hard to focus. Chauncey was able to get them to refocus in that game. They end up sending that game to overtime, really had a chance to win it in regulation, had a few calls that didn't go their way or a few non-calls that didn't go their way, I'll say, end up losing that game in overtime. But still, you win two games in the middle. You lose the two games at the end. But any one of those games, if a few things go Portland's way, you're looking at a 4-0 road trip, which is pretty impressive for this team at this point. As they've gotten healthier, they've started to play much better. Their three-point shooting lately, something we talked about at practice today, really improved. I think they're shooting something about 40% from three in their last five games. They average, I believe, 33% for the season. One of the team's lowest on the table in terms of the three-point shooting. So the improvement in their three-point shooting, along with their improvement in terms of who's able to play, has really helped. I think we saw that on this road trip. I think we're going to continue to see it as they begin this December in which they play a whole lot of home games. To get a little more specific about those last two games of the trip, Blazers beating the Cavaliers 103-95. In that game, Shaden Sharp, 29 points, 10 rebounds for his first double-double to go with five assists, 11 points, seven assists for Malcolm Brogdon, 10 points, six rebounds for DeAndre Ayton, 13 points, three assists, two steals for Jeremy Grant, 13 points for Duop Reith, who's really become a fixture in that secondary unit at center. Matisse Thibel, who's been an absolute terror, as I've said over and over again on the defensive end lately. 10 points in that game as well. Matisse, a couple of big plays in that one. Going in, getting that game in Cleveland, a team they had lost to five straight times. And I guess what I would say too, while it's great to get that game, and while it's great to get the game versus the Pacers, even though you lost the game to the Bucks 
and the Jazz, you still feel like the Blazers just playing a lot better recently. And I think for most people, that's really what it's about. If you're playing better and you're still getting losses, yes, you'd rather win. But as long as you're seeing improvement, which I feel like we saw on this road trip, you feel pretty good about where the Blazers are at. And then, as I mentioned, wrapping up the road trip in Utah with a 118-113 loss in overtime, 25 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists for Shaden Sharp, 25 points, 6 assists for Malcolm Brogdon, 10 points, 11 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton, a very nice game for Tamani Kamara, 8 points, 4 steals, 3 rebounds, and a block in 30 minutes. Jeremy Grant, unfortunately, going out in that game late with a concussion. We'll talk about that in a moment. 17 points. Career high, five rebounds, three assists for Scoot Henderson as well. Scoot also coming off the bench. Seems like he's starting to build a little momentum there. We'll talk about that later on in the week. It's really nice to see Scoot kind of get back out there, resettle himself a little bit, and play the way that I think we expect him to play, even if it's in that second unit. He talked to practice today about having never lost his confidence, and I think that's exactly true. I think Scoot is the kind of guy who, even when things aren't necessarily going his way, has the right mentality to where it's not going to let him affect him too much. And I think we're seeing that. Scoot doing a great job of supporting his teammates and going out there and being a spark plug, being a guy that brings energy in that second unit. A second unit is really starting to make a bit of progress, as we'll hear from Jabari Walker a little later in the show. And even though the Blazers weren't able to get that win in Utah, which would have been nice, but unfortunately didn't go their way, they did have two of their best highlights of the season in consecutive plays, Shaden Sharp and Tumani Kamara, both posterizing Walker Kessler, one of the better shot blockers in the NBA. If you haven't seen those clips, please go to either trailblazers.com or any of our social channels to check that out. Again, you'd rather get the win, but at least you got some pretty nice highlights out of that game. And again, I think we're seeing both of those guys really starting to put it together as they get more and more minutes. Shaden Sharp in his last five games is average averaging 19.2 points on 46% shooting from the field, 41% shooting from three, and 92% shooting from the free throw line, six rebounds, 4.4 assists, and 1.8 steals in 37.2 minutes per game. As for Tumani, he's averaging 7.2 points on 47% shooting from the field, 29% shooting from three. You got to get that up, Tumani. And 73% shooting from the line, 3.5 rebounds, and 1.1 steals in 25.3 minutes per game as a starter this season, which he started 10 games, came off the bench for nine games. Worth noting that he's playing pretty much the same amount of minutes as a starter as he was playing off the bench, though obviously he's playing with different players in the starting lineup than he was off the bench and going up against a different caliber player in that starting lineup than he was on the bench. I think that move for Tumani into the starting lineup has worked great. And I think Matisse Leibel has looked really good with that second unit, a little more veteran presence, a little more stability in that second unit, which is something I think that unit needed. All told, everyone wants to start, but I think both of those guys, Tumani and Matisse, have done a very good job of navigating the new roles that they're taking on, and I think we're seeing the results of that. But to get back to those dunks, those posterizing dunks on Walker Kessler, let's go ahead and hear what Chauncey Billups had to say after practice on Monday about those dunks, seeing as how, at least in one instance, he maybe spoke into existence a little bit. Ooh, whose dunk was better? <laughs> Dang. That's tough. I would probably say Shays, but I mean... Damn, Tamani's dunk was incredible, too, man. He's right hand. Yeah, yeah. He usually dunks right-handed, though, uh, and shoots right-handed other than threes, which is kind of crazy. I know. So they're yeah. tied. No, it's not tied. <laughs> I, I, I'm going Shea. I'm going Shea. Ain't no tie. The interesting thing about that, and I hate to say this, but before the game, as I'm going over the pre-game stuff, and I'm saying against a guy like Walker Kessler, because on our entire trip, 
They had incredible rim protectors. Brooke Lopez started with him. Miles Turner is always tops in blocks. And then you go to those big beasts in Cleveland, Allen and Mobley, and then you end it with Walker. And so we play Utah so much, so I'm saying, all right, we got to have a plan when we get to the basket. Like, he's not just going to let you. I said, Shay, you tried to dunk on him a couple times. It didn't work out, but you're going to get his ass tonight. Literally said that in a pregame. And so, like, <laughs> but I said, but when you don't, you better have a plan because he's throwing it in the stands. Like, he's, you know. Oh, yeah. And it was just funny how it worked out. Funny how it worked out indeed, Chauncey. Again, really would have liked to get that win. They played well enough, I think, to get that win. Just on the road, end of a trip. That can be tough sometimes. Get them next time. Real quick, getting you ready for this week. A very light week for the Trailblazers as the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals finals of the in-season tournament are this week in Las Vegas. Blazers, not a part of that, did not advance into the tournament. So they will play two games this week at Golden State on Wednesday. Portland gets Golden State's draft pick, by the way, this year if it's not one through four. So a little extra motivation there to try to win that game for the Trailblazers. And then they come back and host the Mavericks on Friday before then basically having the weekend off and facing the Clippers in Los Angeles on Monday. So plenty of time to practice, plenty of time to get healthy, and the Blazers are getting healthier as we just talked about. So let's go ahead and talk about some injuries. The Troublers announced on Monday that Jeremy Grant is now in the concussion protocol after taking a shot to the face from Omer Yurt 7 in the fourth quarter of Saturday's loss to the Jazz in Utah. Yurt 7 kind of flopping on that play, hitting Jeremy right in the face with the back of his head. Jeremy takes a few steps, tries to go down the court, doesn't collapse necessarily, but definitely has to take a knee. You assume at that point he is in the concussion protocol, and from there, it takes a while to get out of that protocol. To run it down, to get out of the protocol, you have to be without concussion-related symptoms at rest. You have to be evaluated by a position with training and experience in concussion management. You have to complete the NBA's return to participation exertion process, which includes frequent examinations and a series of increased exertion exercises from riding a stationary bike to jogging to agility work to non-contact team drills. And then the director of the NBA's concussion program discusses the return to participation progress and that decision is made with a team physician with the final decision ultimately coming by the physician. So Jeremy, at this point, no real updates on where he's at in the concussion protocol but you can assume at this point that it's probably going to be at least a couple days since it was announced on Monday, not on Sunday, that he'd entered the protocol. A lot of times you have to give a player time to see if they're going to have concussion-related symptoms, and it sounds like that is the case with Jeremy. He was not at practice on Monday. I imagine he probably will not be at practice on Tuesday. Not sure what his status is for Wednesday, but at this point, I would be a little surprised if he did play in that game. So obviously that's not great news, but what is great news is it sounds like Anthony Simon's return to play is imminent. He's been getting closer and closer, and his timeline has been somewhere in mid-December. I had heard that Anthony was a bit ahead of schedule. I believe I even might have said that on this here podcast, or at least on a version of this here podcast. And it sounds like he went through practice on Monday. The team actually even put up some footage from practice on Monday. Shows Ant running with the starters, playing unencumbered. Everything I've heard is that he's very close. Chauncey Billups did nothing to tamp down the expectation that Anthony would be back soon. Basically stating that he's hoping he's back soon and he's hoping he's back as early as next game, which is Wednesday versus the Warriors in San Francisco. We'll have to wait until Tuesday to find out what his actual status is. I believe three o'clock is when they will post what Anthony's status is for Wednesday's game. Same with Jeremy Grant, by the way, too, at that point in time. My expectation at this point is that he is close to returning and might even just play in that game 
versus the Warriors in San Francisco. They could sure use him, especially if Jeremy Grant's not going to be able to go. I know that Anthony is champing at the bit to get back out there. Hasn't played since the first game. As I mentioned, this was really supposed to be Ant's year to kind of take that next step, show we could do both as a leader and as a player. Sounds like he's going to get his chance to show that soon, which is a great thing for the Trailblazers. We've already talked about how their three-point percentage has improved lately. Ant, the best three-point shooter on the team, a guy who can get his shot from anywhere on the court, elite athleticism, a guy who's really going to help this team. It does give Chauncey a bit of a conundrum in terms of what he's going to do with the starting lineup. My expectation is maybe Ant comes off the bench once or twice, but he is going to be a starter for this team. So does that mean Malcolm Brogdon goes to the bench? Does that mean Shaden Sharp goes to the bench? Does Scoot Henderson get back into the mix starting at point guard? We'll have to wait and see on that as well. But by all indications, Anthony Simons nearing a return, which is great news for the Trailblazers. Again, going to have a chance to play a lot of games at home in front of the home crowd. One of the supreme bummers this season so far has just been Anthony not getting to play, not getting to kind of show that promise that I think a lot of us know that he has. But it sounds like his return is imminent. Again, we'll know for sure on Tuesday if he's out. If he's even listed as questionable, my expectation would be that he is going to end up playing. You figure he has to be on some kind of minutes restriction, but with only two games this week, his fitness is supposedly really good. He's been working out. Obviously, that thumb injury doesn't really keep you from running up and down the floor. It might keep you from shooting a little bit, might keep you from dribbling a little bit, but it's not really going to affect your fitness. Now, granted, NBA game fitness is different than practice fitness. Anthony, a guy who I'm sure has been in the weight room nonstop since the injury. Sounds like it's going to be this week. Whether or not it's the game on Wednesday versus Golden State in San Francisco or the game on Monday versus the Mavs here in Portland is still to be determined. But at this point, I think it's going to be one of those two games, which is great news. Another injury news, we're about two and a half weeks into Ish Wainwright's recovery from an MCL sprain in his left knee. The team said he'd be out four to six weeks on November 18th. So best case, we're looking at at least a few more weeks for Ish. The Blazers also did get a disabled player exemption due to Robert Williams being out for the remainder of the season, which gives the team around $5.8 million, which they can use to trade, claim, or sign a player in the last year of their contract. But they also currently have 15 players, which is the max, and they already have the full mid-level exemption. So while it's smart to apply for the DPE, I'm not sure they're going to use it anytime soon. They're also, I think, about $4 million, a little less than $4 million away from the cap. So you assume at this point they probably don't want to go over that as well. Will they use that DPE to sign a player or trade for a player? It's possible. And the trade season does kind of open up in the middle of December as players who were signed last year can then be traded. But a whole lot of business doesn't usually get done in December. The folks at ESPN will always try to get you excited about trade season starting then. doesn't really pan out. If you go back and look throughout the years of how many trades are done in December or even January, it's not that much. I'm not expecting that much movement either, but the Blazers do have that option now, which again is a smart thing to do. There's no reason not to apply for it. Robert Williams is going to be out for the season. So if the opportunity arises to trade or sign a player with that exemption, they will take it. But I just don't know that that's something that's really very likely, at least in the short term. Moving on, a quick update on the Rip City Remix. The Remix split a pair of games versus the Santa Cruz Warriors in Santa Cruz last weekend, with the Warriors taking the first game 103-90 and the Remix getting the rematch with a 102-95 victory. Round Repair is averaging 14.1 points on 44% shooting from the field and 43% shooting from three, 6.4 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and 1.1 steals in 32.5 minutes per game so far with the Remix. And our good buddy Mo Harkless returning to Portland. 
had five points, four blocks, and a rebound in 18 minutes in his debut with the remix last weekend. He followed that up with nine points, two rebounds, and a steal in 20 minutes in the victory two days later. The remix are back in Portland to host the Stockton Kings on Thursday, December 7th, that's a 6 p.m. start time, and on Sunday, December 9th, which is a 3 p.m. start time, both those games at Child Center on the University of Portland campus. Tickets are available, and both those games you can see locally on Fox 12 Plus over the air. All right, checking on Portland's offensive and defensive rating as we do all season here on The Briefcase. The Blazers are 30th in offensive rating, unchanged from last week, at 105.4 points scored per 100 possessions. As I mentioned, not a whole lot of movement there. Even their offense seems to be a bit better lately, not really resulting too awful much in terms of their offensive rating. But on the other side of the ball, the Blazers are now 10th in defensive rating, which is five spots better from the last time we checked, which is a pretty crazy jump at 112.1 points allowed per 100 possessions. Now, granted, that's actually not all that different than it was last week. So the other teams around them have been getting worse, but the Blazers now top 10 in defense about a quarter of the way through the season, which is a pretty good sign. And the difference between their offensive rating and their defensive rating is their net rating, which at minus 6.8, the Blazers are now 26th which puts them ahead of the Wizards, Hornets, Pistons, and Spurs. And that is actually an improvement of about a point in their net rating, though their rank is about the same. Not about the same. It is the same as it was last time we checked in. But their net rating improving just a bit, mostly because they're improving on the defensive side of the ball and getting a little better on the offensive side of the ball, even if they're still 30th in offensive rating. And in terms of your Blazers bets, Trailblazers have covered in four of their last five games. They were 11.5 point underdogs to the Cavaliers and won by eight. And they were 1.5 point underdogs to the Jazz and lost by five in overtime and are now 9 and 10 versus the spread this season. They still haven't been favored in a game this season, though they opened as three point dogs on Saturday's game versus the Jazz in Utah. And that line moved down to 1.5. So they are getting closer to being at least a pick 'em, if not a favorite, but they're out there just yet. You might recall, though, I did mention on the last episode that I thought there was a possibility that they might be the favorite team in that game. If they won in overtime, I would have said they should have been. Obviously, it didn't go that way. But it does look to me that the next game, the first game that they might be favored in, is their December 14th game versus the Jazz here in Portland, which I believe will be the fourth time they've played the Jazz in the last month, or maybe even less than that, maybe even three weeks. That game, to me, if both teams are playing similarly to the way they're playing right now, I would suspect that Portland might be favored in that game for the first time this season. We'll have to wait and see. And Portland is a little behind schedule in terms of hitting their season over of 28.5 wins, but with Ant coming back and a home-heavy December, they only play three road games in December, and all those are just one-game trips, they have a chance to get back on track and maybe even get ahead of schedule in terms of surpassing their over. All right, before we wrap up, let's go ahead and hear from Jabari Walker, who I talked to after practice on Monday. Jabari, coming off the bench in his second season out of Colorado, really starting to make some progress. A guy who, as I mentioned in a story I recently wrote on Trailblazers.com, put in a lot of work in the summertime, was the guy that people pointed to as who had improved the most or who had worked the hardest in the summer. He comes into the season, kind of expects that that means he's going to get playing time doesn't necessarily work out the way that he thought it was going to, which was a realization for him. And now he's kind of taken a different approach to knowing what he needs to do to get on the court on a night-to-night basis. So let's go ahead and hear from Jabari about the road trip, where he feels like he's making improvements, bringing energy off the bench, the bench mob unit, the return of Anthony Simons, and what he's hoping to see from the team and from himself in this next month. 
You're here with Jabari Walker. So, uh, Jabari, first off, uh, coming off this road trip, going 2-2, two and two, really, you know, had a chance to go 4-0. Um, how do you feel like the team is playing right now? Because it seems like as guys have come back and as you guys spent more time together, it really seems like it's, it's kind of starting to come together a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like we're bonding more as a team. We're executing more of, of what we're going to get done. We have the pieces to do so. Um, guys aren't having to have an overload of, of minutes because uh, we're getting more depth. Our second, our second unit is able to do what they have to do. Um, we're energized coming off the bench and yeah it's just been us putting the pieces together and I think we're going to continue to grow and having Ant back just makes it even easier absolutely you when I talked to you a little bit ago you you were talking about the bench unit and you know how like if nothing else you guys want to go out and kind of keep things even and if not maybe push forward that Cleveland game like the bench was the reason why you guys won that game and I think you know I think you had a career high in rebounds in that one I think you, you played a big part in that so like that really felt like it was like that's what Barry was talking about was that like we know our starters are good, but if we can come in and have an impact, like that just makes us all the better. Right. I think Coach had mentioned that they get their energy from their bench as well. So um, I think the bench guys kind of took that, and we took pride in that. Uh, we always chant bench mob before the game, and when we see it's about that time for us to get in, it's, it's bench mob. We all looking at each other, and it's like a game within a game. Um, we're just we're excited to to take pride in that. And so when we when we did that, we already knew what time it was, and. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised when I seen the score moving up like that and I seen the energy shift. Um, I, I, I didn't know. I was just having fun out there uh, with the guys and just taking care of business. And then when I seen the game shifted and I seen afterwards how, how much of an impact you really had, I, I didn't think too much of it there. I just thought that was our responsibility and that's something we should be bringing every night. And I know you have quite a few people in, in Cleveland, so that, that had to be good to have a good game and get a good win in front of some, some people that you know. Yeah, I had my brother there. He plays on Cleveland Charge, my older brother. Um, my mom was there. Uh, my dad's from Columbus, Ohio, so yeah. had some cousins there, had some family. It was great. Absolutely. Um, the idea of energy off the bench, and I know that you know you, you don't want to just go out there and be out there being crazy or anything, but I wonder if in some respects just like bringing that energy, even if it doesn't result in like a stat, I, I imagine particularly for a bench unit, it, that in and of itself has its own utility. Right, yeah, and it's tough. It's a different aspect of the game that I don't think gets enough credit. Um, it requires you to to have good care of your mental off the court regardless of what's going on it's, it's a tough thing people don't realize you could be dealing with anything off the court but once you get on the to your job and around your guys all that has to ha, has to be gone and the energy just has to transfer from you and onto the court and you know basketball finds energy so uh it doesn't lie if your energy is right then usually um things things go good whether that's an extra rebound that's an extra hustle play um, it, it'll show. So just, just trying to bring good energy first and then let the game take care of it. I, I feel like a lot of times when we talk about injuries and guys coming back, we kind of consider like the starting lineup and what that does for them. But, you know, the having a consistent unit in the secondary unit when guys are healthy, that has to be helpful as well. And I think, you know, you're playing a lot with Scoot now, I think, too. And, and I think that kind of gives you that second unit a different look. Well, how would you kind of encapsulate or, or, or how, would you, how would you describe that second unit right now? Um fun energetic um on a mission um young yeah i just feel like uh yeah we all kind of know our role on that second unit um we 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 all kind of lead with energy we're energetic guys and you never know what what we can provide uh it's it's, it's kind of fun just having that um chauncey tells uh, some of the guys at the scoreboard we need energy and it's like we take pride in that once almost like i keep telling you um yeah, we, we, we kind of just shake each other's hand. We, 
whatever's lacking from the from the team that we see from the starters we try to provide that and that's one of the things that we have to do off the bench you know the starters they they kind of attack it right away and they don't see what's you know what's missing in the moment it's just kind of that's that's the game it's so fast so our responsibility is to to take notes of that and to try to pick up on little areas and just start a different game if it's not going our way we have a we can be the starting five or we could we could change something it's a whole different ball game for us so there's so many different components that a lot of people don't see on the television but uh we see it on the bench and the coaches see what we're capable of and so we just try to take advantage of that absolutely um i think kind of at the start of the season i think maybe opposing teams came into games first the blazers and we're like you know we gotta take these guys seriously but if we play like five or six really good minutes we're gonna be able to pull away it doesn't really seem like that's the case anymore and it seems like you guys have have kind of gotten to a point now where it's like no, we're just not a team that can give you guys a game. Like we're a team that can go out and win right now. And I'm wondering if you kind of like if you felt that that progression at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're definitely getting more respect um, from other teams. Um, they're they're understanding that it's not a game you can relax on. Um, they're starting to see our value, and that's something we've we've continued to earn just because of uh, we've been in pretty much every game. Really, um, we've had a chance to to win it. It's just correcting a few details, but at the end of the day, that's what separates good teams from great teams so it's not like they look look past us they understand that they have to bring out their best and um, we're a tough tough competitive team and some of those games that we've lost we're gonna we're gonna start converting and, and winning those in crunch time because of the experience we're starting to get as a team and um, just some of the, the key points we're starting to lock into and develop and uh, just continue to grow in terms of that growth how, how would you say you're growing as a player because I also feel like too that sometimes it's almost like it seems like it might be a bit hard to to get better or feel like you're making progress if like you're not seeing any positive results but like that that's not the case now it's like it seems like you guys are seeing results and i think individual players are, are seeing results too and so i'm curious how that feels kind of while you're in the season feeling like hey like we're we are getting better mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think it's just really a mindset is I, I keep hearing that from people and i feel like i'm getting better but at the same time, it's, it's becoming an everyday thing for me now. And I think I'm just getting better with, with knowing what I'm going to bring and like who I am as a person, who I am as a player. So it's not like, oh, he's going to bring this today. Oh, oh, he looks like this. It's, it's like, okay, all right, we want this guy off, off the bench because he's going to provide this. We're looking for this. And I'm just trying to continue to find my identity in this league. It's only my second year. And um, I don't think guys really find that till, you know later on in their career sometimes. Yeah. So uh, just, trying to, just trying to find that and... Um, just provide energy, rebounding. Um, you know, I can shoot, continue to get better at that. There's just there's so many game, so many things that I feel like I can bring that I'm trying to figure out what's the what's the best thing or what the team needs and what's needed of that night. And sometimes some guys are injured. Sometimes you know roles change a little bit. So um, there's several areas I, I still need to improve in, and it's my head spinning a lot sometimes. You know, I'm still trying to learn the five position and. Sometimes I'm in the corner at the four, and then it's tough. It's, yeah. it's, it's really tough, and, but it's fun. Like, once you grasp it, I was just talking to Hetz the other day. He's like, man, once you, once you grasp this thing and really start to take a hold of this and, and know where, what you're looking for and what you want to do with this offense and, you know, what you want to do defensively, there's just so much room for improvement. Like, this is just exciting to see, I, see me rebounding like this and have little games where there's succession because this isn't, this isn't the half of what I'm capable of. And, going to keep getting stronger keep getting smarter and i belong here and you know my teammates belong here we're a great team and i'm excited to see what the future holds
Absolutely. Uh, just a few more here. Um, Three-point shooting is something the team has really been doing well lately. And I know that's something you've been working on as well. And you talk about kind of being in the corner for the four, and sometimes you're in the fives or you're in the post. Like, how do you feel like that, that's come for you, that, that outside shooting? Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like the shots that I've, I've shot, I've shot my, my normal shot this year. Like, I think I talked about this a little bit last year, but sometimes I was catching those passes from Dame or Ant or whoever, and I was like stiff. I was holding it. I, I didn't start shooting my normal shot till like the end of the season when all the vets were sitting down and and I realized that, you know, we weren't really winning games. It was just a dev- kind of development year. And then that's when I was like, okay, all right, I can be comfortable. Right. Like I don't, I don't really have that. I've, I've fought that mental battle to where now it's just it's really just a matter of getting reps and, and playing through fatigue and, and knocking down the shots. And we've seen me get hot. I think I've, I think right now I'm a streaky shooter. If I hit one, usually I, I hit a second one. And um but I just want to continue to be consistent where, where I, that's, a, that's a shot that I, you can rely on. Um, I know I do it in practice. I do it in the summer. So it's going to come in game. I have that ability. But, um, yeah, I think the shots I've been taking, um, it, it, it shows in my workout. Some of the shots that I've taken in game has been short because some of the shots I've been taking in my workout has been short. So, you know, it's translating. And once I continue to get in the gym and, you know, reps and I talk to my trainer and I, and I figure it out and uh, my legs get stronger, I you know, I, I know what I'm looking for in my shot, then it's going to continue to translate. But that mental battle that I've been I've been fighting with, I feel like this second year has really helped a lot. So it's only up from here. From here. Awesome. Uh, real quick, too, since you did mention him, uh, Anthony Simons obviously played one game, got injured, hasn't played since. It sounds like his comeback is going to be here soon. Kind of what does he bring to the team, both, both on and off the court? Yeah, uh, brings leadership for sure. He's a threat, regardless of if he's even scoring that game. He just he, the, the the league knows he's capable of it, so it opens up the floor for so many other people. Um, he's even becoming a better passer. He's a willing passer, as he understands that defenses are um, tuning in on him. So it just makes you want to be ready in the corners and uh, offensively. Just makes you want to be ready to shoot the ball. Opens up for you, um, and yeah, I think. I think just the leadership is, is something that he's continued to get better at, um, knowing where everybody's supposed to be so you can rely on him to, to help you and um, be a true point guard. Uh, last one here. Uh, December, you guys had just some one-off trips, but for the most part, you'll be at home playing some games in front of the home crowd. Um, seems like, again, you guys are building some momentum in terms of, of your, your play and consistency. Kind of what would you like to see over the next month, uh, both from the team and from yourself? Um... Yeah, just, you know, with the addition of Ant coming back and um, having a healthy roster with the exception of Rob, um, just just seeing kind of what we're made of, um, putting this thing together, playing how we really want to play, because Chauncey mentioned today during film that we can't even really play fast like we want to because, you know, Shea's playing 40 minutes and Jeremy's been playing, um, I guess with the exception of Jeremy as well. We still have him. We don't, we don't know what's going on right now, but... Um, I'm assuming he'll be back soon. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just excited to get a, a healthy healthy roster and to see what we're really made of because we have some great pieces. Like, if you look at it on paper, I don't see why we can't be a great team. It's just a matter of gelling and um, playing how we want to play and executing what we need to get done. So there you go. Some good stuff there from Jabari Walker. And I'm already way over time anyway, so that's going to go ahead and wrap it up on this edition of The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining me, as always. We'll be back another edition later on this week. Also, we'll have an edition of The Blazers Balcony with Brooke Olsendam on Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. Like and subscribe to all the Trailblazers podcasts wherever you get them. Appreciate you joining us. Talk again later this week. Go Blazers!